0: Welcome to the Beyond Rich Podcast, where we talk about all of those turning point moments that changed everything and the mindset it took to get there. Welcome back. Hi, friends. It's Natalie, your host of the Beyond Rich Podcast. Oh, it has been like a long day of talking. And it's just one of those days where I've talked a lot. And here I am. i got to talk some more. So uh, this episode is about four steps to scaling your business seven figures and beyond. If it were only that easy, if it was only really just you listen to 15 minutes, you got your four steps and you're off to the races, right? And there was no potholes and no detours and no distractions, no construction, no Eagle Road closures to throw you off. But life ain't like that. But this episode will help you simplify. And my hope is my, what I'm banking on is that this is going to give you more clarity on maybe some things that you already know but can dive into deeper and perhaps a few new ideas that you can implement to uh, just drive some more cash into your business. How's that sound? Good? Okay, so seven figures. Only one to 2% of female entrepreneurs ever make seven figures in their business. It's pretty crazy. And for males, I honestly don't know what that number is because I'm not a male. (laughs) So anyways, if you're a male or a female or otherwise, You can make money in business just by following these four easy steps. Here they are. Number one okay, what does your target market really need? Like your ideal customer, what do they really, really need? Truly, I could go on and on on this topic. So clients need simplicity, they need ease, they need clarity. Make doing, if you have a pen and paper, you can write this down, make doing business with you easy make it easy have a button i remember sb studios you know my podcast crew they had on their instagram i think it was like a calendly link i could set up a time it was so easy whereas other people it would be like a, i'd have to dm them and then through the dms then we'd have to wait to get it was an immediate gratification right why why do we use amazon so much because it's literally so easy there's an app Like you can search for anything, it's open 24 hours, it's immediate gratification. So how can you create a simplification and ease within your business? Because those things are what everybody wants. And then niche it down even further to what your target client really wants. What are they really looking for? So depending on the business, they might be looking for prestige, status. They might be looking for reliability, trust. They might be looking for peace of mind. Notice how I didn't say, oh, they're looking for, I don't know, the cleanest car or the best haircut or the most beautiful bouquet of flowers. You don't actually sell what you think you're selling. You're selling something else. You're selling a dream, you're selling convenience, you're selling a lifestyle, you're selling, I don't know, I don't know what it is that you're selling, but that's something for you to figure out and become very, very clear on it. Like it takes listening. You gotta listen to your clients and what is the pervasive theme that they're all saying within your business? Within our business, the thing that our clients are saying is they want responsiveness, they want to be catered to. They want to feel special, like they're your, our only client. They want to feel a deep, deep sense of being taken care of. They want solutions to problems. And they want to feel like a deep sense of trust. Did any of those things have to do with managing their assets? No. Did any of those things have to do with making them more money on their properties? No. No. It's interesting because I've tried to sell our services many, many different ways throughout the years, most of which have failed, right? I've failed my way to this level of success, truly. And what I've learned is what I'm sharing with you, this exact same thing. Like what we learned through this selling process is that our clients don't actually, I mean, yes, Ultimately, they do want to see their property income go up. But the main thing they want is what I just said, responsiveness, peace of mind, trust, solutions to problems and a partner they can trust. And if we can tick all of those boxes, we win. So what are those things for you? Okay, that's number one is identify your client, your target market and what it is that they actually are looking for. And don't feel bad if you don't understand that right now. I wanna, I don't, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. Like if you don't have an answer right now or you are unclear on what that is, seriously, that's okay. Keep searching until you find it. You know what I'm saying? Like I it's taken me so long to figure out what the clients actually want. I would try to tell them all the things that I thought that they wanted to hear, but it really wasn't it. And it took a lot of failure for me to realize what the things are that they're actually looking for. So it's a journey. Give yourself some grace. All right. Number two is create an amazing customer experience so that they want to keep coming back so that you have high retention and your clients become your best sales force right your clients are your cheapest sales force they're the ones that are going to refer you to other clients so like if you have a business where your clients are bouncing off like you have poor retention you need to batten down the hatches and solve that before you even go out and try to get more clients because truly it's almost like you're ruining your reputation by growing because the more you grow the more people know your process your system your product your service is mediocre and so It's okay. We've all had iterations for our product and our service. No judgment here. It's all about learning and growing. So, you know, dig in. Like if what my audience really wants is responsiveness, okay, how can I make that a reality within the business? If what they really want are solutions to problems, well, I need to get really good at hiring people that bring solutions to the table instead of more problems, you know? And so then that brings me to number three. Number three is you have to become a people expert. What's a people expert? A people expert is knowing the roles that your business needs next and filling them with the right person. And then being able to retain, if they're a good person, not in like, that sounds kind of bad. Like all people are good. I believe it's some, some deep, deep core of themselves, but you know what I mean? A good fit for the role. So if they're a good fit for the role, it's all about retaining them. How do you retain them into the role? Well, do you want a secret? Do you want to know the best way to retain someone into a role? The best way to retain someone in a role is to match their natural behavioral style, their natural strengths and giftings with the role. So people stay doing things that they're good at, that give them dopamine hits, that give them instant gratification, that give them that good feeling of, I'm good at this, I like this, I'm proficient. It builds their confidence. So having, making, tailoring roles to like, how do I say this? Don't have roles within your business that require people to be everything, to be super detailed and very outgoing and gregarious and salesy. Like those two people aren't the same person. And so if you're requiring people to do And have personality attributes that are kind of don't naturally go together, people aren't going to retain in the role because they're going to feel like failures. Let me give an example. In our own business, we have roles that are salesy that they used to have to do a lot of paperwork, like a ton of paperwork and follow-up and tracking and all these things. And it was umbrellaed under one role. And we had a lot of turnover in that role. And a lot of people... We're not happy, with, you know, working there. And then I was like, "Well, maybe what this is is that we need to delineate this role and put the paperwork and the procedural part under a certain, you know, personality style, and the selling and the customer service facing parts of the role under different people." And once we did that, I mean, we've had a hundred percent retention in those roles in the last twelve months which is crazy for a business to say. So you gotta become a people expert if you wanna get to seven figures because it's all about people. People are the ones who are delivering that product and service. And if you are not a people expert, you're gonna have a lot of turnover. And if you have a lot of turnover, your product service is going to suffer. And also your time as a CEO and visionary of your business is going to be completely tapped by having to continuously recruit, hire, and train. And then because your time is going to be tapped recruiting, hiring, and training, then you're not going to be able to do the sales function of the business, which is what, that's the last function that you should give up as a CEO is the sales function of your business. Everything else you you should be able to, to hire and find teams, but the sales function should be you until maybe you scale to eight figures or something like that. All right. Number four is, ooh, this is a Natalie special right here. This did not come from ChatGPT. Like literally ChatGPT sucked. I was like seven steps to building a seven figure business and all every, I was like, this sounds like a business book. This isn't even real. This is all theory. ChatGPT doesn't know what's up. So anyways, I just wanted to get some bullets out. Don't anyone, I don't want anyone come in with me with shade, like you just use DropGP. Yeah, you know, work smarter, not harder. But here we go. So this is one that I think that is so, 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 so overlooked. Okay, client acquisition cost, CAC. It takes more money, time, energy, and effort to find new clients than it does to sell existing clients, new things. If you want to scale to seven figures, think about your clients, think about other services and products that they need that are closely related to what you're already doing and give them those things. Give them those things. My man, Roberto here. (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to you, friend. I'm talking to you. Okay. I mean, any, you bring me any business, I can tell you three or four things that you can sell your current client. Like you need to sell, like, I'm just like, I could beat this so hard, this drum, because this is it, dude. Within our business, we have multiple divisions and these divisions all service our current client. And I mean, now we have seven figure divisions, not just a seven figure company some bigger divisions. Why? Because we're like, okay, what else does our client need? That's closely related to what we're already giving them. I mean, we have lists. Literally, the crazy thing is, is that our leadership team for our business, we have probably a list of like 20 different service lines that we could add to our, like, then business becomes fun. It doesn't, it's then it becomes a who problem. Like who's going to run all these divisions? Right? Because you're probably like me thinking too small. You're probably wanting to control everything in your business, every single little thing. You're probably afraid that you're going to hire the wrong person. You probably don't trust that you can be a people expert. And so you're holding yourself back from scaling, from growing. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. So what? Everybody makes mistakes. There is no paved road to seven figures. There is no paved road. Every road is bumpy. Every single road is bumpy. So it's just like, are you willing to make the mistakes? Are you willing to be vulnerable? We just hired someone the other day. And I mean, I I do consider myself a people expert. I mean, I've hired, I don't know, hundreds of people over the past 10 years, maybe not hundreds. I don't know. Our company's around 45 people. So, you know, and then not all of them, you know what I'm saying. So it's probably actually been hundreds. I don't really know, but you know, a handful. And we had to let someone go, but we did everything. It doesn't happen a lot to us. Like in our business, generally we are able to hit the mark and we find a good person and they're a good fit for the role, et cetera, et cetera. But this, this was, I mean, we did all of our thing. We, Interviewed them. We checked for values alignment. We checked references. We looked at the resume. We looked at job history. We took the personality test. We had to meet multiple members of the team and it just ended up not and just wasn't a fit. So, three weeks that's what I want. I want you to hear this. Three weeks it took just to, to part ways. Why? Because this person's manager saw okay, gets it, wants it capacity. Did they get the job? What do I mean by that? I'm giving you a little extra here on the uh, point number three, people expert. Do they get it? When you describe the job, hey, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing that. It's going to look like this. It's going to look like that. Do their eyes light up like they know what you're talking about? Do they get it? Okay. Then if that checks out, go to the next one. Want it. Just because you get something. like Someone can tell me all about, I don't know, building a social media based business and okay, we're going to do a newsletter and we're going to have a podcast and you're going to have this and you're going to have a funnel and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I can get it. Like my eyes would light up and I'm like, yeah, I see that a funnel and then this and then that. And then you have all of these things and then you sell this and you sell that. Okay. It goes to the next one. Want it. Do they want it? Do they want that role? Do they want to do that? Me, my answer is right now. No, I just want to have a podcast right now. I don't want to go so big. I'm trying to keep my life under control. You know, (laughs) I love doing my podcast. It's fun. I don't want to build what this, you know, what a social, what is it? What what do you even call that? Like a platform on social media. I don't want to build a platform on social media right now, later, maybe. Okay. Then the next question is capacity. Okay. Does the person have the capacity to do the role? That's everything from the time, the talent, the training, the know-how, the expertise. Do they have it? Gets it, wants it, capacity. If those three things check out in addition with an alignment on values, how do you find out um, what you value? This is a really good question. And like, here you go. So, how you find out what you value as an entrepreneur? Because your business is a reflection of your values. Period. It's a reflection. I was I had dinner last night with just a colleague, and she was like, "I've learned that every single business, it doesn't matter what anyone says about it, like the mid level or lower level, entry level managers say about the business. It only matters how engaged the leader is, like the CEO or the president or the founder, like." the top leader, how they relate to the business, their views on it, their values, their, you know, take on it. That is how the operation actually works, right? They can say all these salesy things, but it's all about the values of the of the ownership or the leader. So, how do you find out your values? Here's what you do. You ask yourself one question, and it's this: Who are the 3 people that I most like, admire and respect and why? And you write them out. And then, so for me, I'll give you an example, one of mine is my mom. And why? Because she's tenacious. She's bold. She's brave. She's a risk taker. She is not afraid to make mistakes. She gets out there, like all those things. Okay. So now those become things I value. That's obvious because if I admire her and those are her qualities, those are things I value. I value risk taking. I value tenacity. I value bravery. I value um, being bold, right? Okay. So then next one, who's the next person? My dad. Okay, I'm very blessed. I can have them in my top two. And then my husband. I probably should have done my husband, my mom, then my dad. Shit. (laughs) Darn it. All right, well, I'll go go with my dad because I'm on a roll. So my dad, okay, why? My dad's loving. He's tender. He's sensitive. He's kind. He's a listener. He deeply cares about people, like, in a genuine way. He can make anyone his best friend. Okay, so I value people. And then the third one is my husband. Why? He's wise. He's calculated. He's slow. And by slow, I mean like methodical. He's a thinker. He doesn't just sling from the hip and like, oh, a ver que pasa. He, that's not him. Okay, so those are the things I value. All right, so then you have those clear. And then in an interview, you ask that person hey, what are the, who are the three people that you most like, admire, and respect, and why? And they are going to tell you theirs. And you're going to see if there's, they might use different words than you, right? But if if the essence of what they're saying jives with you, boom, you have a line. Everybody that's in our organization values some sort of like Hard work, pull yourself up from the bootstraps. Like being humble, being kind. Like they've all said different iterations of that because that is the ethos of our organization. So that's those are some ways you can become a people expert. I like tangibles. I, uh, I mean, you've if you've listened to me for any amount of time, Roberto can attest. The one thing I do not like, at all, are just willy nilly little slogans. I'm like, shut up. With love. <laughs> XOXO Natalie. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did that hit it for seven figures? Yeah. The main thing is those, I'm gonna read just to recap them really quick. Know what your target market really wants. Like what are they actually buying? That's number one. Takes time to to learn that, but never stop learning. Number two is create an amazing experience, product, service, right? So that you can retain those clients and that they can become your built-in sales force by giving you referrals. Number three, become a people expert, right? Like know how to build your team, know how to identify a good cultural fit via values. And number four is expand your service lines to additional products that are closely aligned to what you currently offer to your existing client base. All right, go forth, be prosper, implement away babies. (laughs) Talk to you next time.